podcast our purpose is to positively building men both young and seasoned our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives families and communities as a man thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime get ready to be encouraged engaged and challenged in this podcast you would expect to know what men go through hear us laugh cry share our personal challenges in this walk of life as a man thinks. Yes. Yes, I mean, um, did I, did I, have I thought about going back to social media and, and looking at Instagram, Facebook, all that? Yes. I, man, I've even, my brother has sent me stuff, videos that you can't look at unless you're on Facebook. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to log in and look at this real quick. I'm going to log back out and disconnect. That's not, it's just a trick of the enemy, bro. Now, I don't have the desire to hop on social media. I just don't. Like, it ain't, bro, I do not. I have worship music playing. I've had worship music playing for a month now. Mm-hmm. I literally have had emotional breakdowns. Because God has spoke to me, talked to me. And do not get me wrong, bro. There is still, I know three things right now in my life that needs to change. I know three things right now that he's asking for that I'm still struggling with. But it's a journey. And I've given up, made a huge sacrifice. And the things that God is doing in my life right now, currently, I'm in a way better space than I was a month ago, two months ago, last year. And I know it ain't by my own good. I know it ain't something that I did. I mean, you know stuff that I told you that I was doing. So like, when when I went to church, Two weeks ago, when the preacher prayed for me, he says, your life will never be the same. I couldn't even understand what he meant, but I felt different. I felt like God was transitioning something. And every single day, it's been something different. Last week, he said, you you guys are going to feel for the next two months a heavy pressure. Bro, that same night, that same night I had that, I'm like, oh my God, what is this on me? But I know that God's doing something. He's preparing me, but he's also preparing us. But we got to be willing to make sacrifices too. Right. You got to be, it's just crazy. Yeah. It ain't nothing worth having without a sacrifice. You don't just, oops, get wealth. It's a sacrifice. You don't just wake up one morning and you got the best job of your life. It's a sacrifice. Right. You you want when this person didn't go, that person didn't go. 
God always asked for a sacrifice before a blessing came. Right. And we got to be willing to say, okay, God, this is what you want me to do? I'm going to struggle with it. I'm going to do it. But I trust you. I trust you. Yes, it's going to hurt my flesh. But my spirit trusts you. And I think when you get in a position like that with him, bro, he'll move mountains. And I think that's the level we get to obedience. Right. Mm -hmm. So that morning I woke up and I'm, I'm bothered. I'm bothered. Like, normally I get up in the morning and for me, it's I can't go to sleep. I'm going to jump on social media. Now, if I can't go to sleep, I'm going to pray, read, something's going to put me to sleep. I'm just bothered in my spirit. Got to call Courtney. Got to call Courtney. I got to call this man for it, right? You know, six in the morning. He ain't going to answer my phone call. Got to call Courtney. Got to call Courtney. I don't be obedient. Uh, I'll call him later on, go back to sleep, wake up about 8 30, 9 o'clock. You haven't reached out to Courtney. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna send him a text. <laughs> right. I'm gonna send him a right. text. Right. Hey, bro, what's going on? He's <laughs> on my heart. I'm gonna pray for you. I want to sound sincere. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you. Okay. All right, cool. And go through the rest of my day, work throughout the day. And like he said, in the night, you still haven't talked to your brother, Courtney. All right, let me hit him up again. Hey, bro, you ready? And I didn't know what was going on, right? But if I'm not obedient, so to me, it says obedience is greater than sacrifice. You got to sacrifice because certain things you sacrifice from removes the distractions, right. right? When you can remove those distractions, and we're distracted by everything, work, family, kids, events, some of those things are worth being distracted for. Some of those things are not. Social media, and we're just on a path where <clears throat> none of the things that we have will produce. But when we're obedient to the spirit that lives within us, it does things that transcends time, right? right? So if I'm not obedient, I don't talk to my brother. Not talking to my brother, his whole dynamic can be different. But by being obedient, now we see what we get ready to move into. So to me, that's where obedience is greater than sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. You got to get past those things because they can remove those distractions that's easily besetting you. But once you get past that, it's almost like a level of faith. They say you go from one level of faith to another. We get to the next level. Okay, now what can you do? No longer will you dwell on the elementary things. You're not just on... As babies, you drink milk, yeah. you're giving small portions of stuff, and eventually you start to give your child, you know, how many kids you got now? <laughs> 19. Too many, <laughs> right? So, man, got five five kids that we think Courtney. Courtney, are sure? Courtney's a godfather of one of them, but he didn't even realize it's the kid that we're talking about. <laughs> but what's your baby? Hold, hold the baby. So five months right now, liquids and things that he needs from his mom, whatever needs to happen. Eventually, that's not going to be enough, right? It's the same thing with our faith. When we walk in our faith, you know, faith is a substance of things hoped for with the evidence, evidence of things not yet seen. So we got to go on the elementary things of faith. We got to go on the small things, just the, the milk. But as we get older and as our faith starts to grow, we got to expect greater things. We got to start eating, you know, mashed potatoes or sauces and 
then we get to meet. So that's how, to me, our relationship grows where, you know, as we're more obedient, and we're starting to eat those smaller things. Now we go through a lot of things we can expect. Right. So, and I, and I think, I think also, um, I know that God is requiring some things of me right now. But I will tell you, Kyrie, that God's going to start acquiring some things of you. And during that process, you know, he's going to test you because he know where you are. Now, and and the, the nice part about this entire thing is we all are in different places, but God measures us where we are. Right. Like he don't look at you and say, you got to be where Courtney's at. Courtney's got to be where Deshaun's at. And Deshaun is here. Courtney's, he don't look at like that. He look at all of us as even across the board and he knows what we need and he will provide it. And then the thing that's even more than that, when Deshaun told me, he's like, hey, yo, let's pray. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But he didn't tell me 6.30 in the morning. And I'm like, all right, what time? He's like, yo, uh, you know, uh, that's, you know, 6.30. Okay, 6.30 p.m., I'm cool. No, a.m., a.m. 6.30 in the morning, a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, uh, okay, all right, cool. I instantly, I'm like, yes. Because what I'm learning is when someone challenges you to do something, it's not him challenging me. It's God challenging me. God wants to know if I'm going to say yes. Or is my extra 30 minutes of sleep more important than him? Mm -hmm. So when you say yes, instantly God understands, okay. All right, you're gonna say yes to that. Let me see what else you're gonna say like, yes to. Okay, I'm gonna show up. Yeah, oh, so that, that's what we're doing, right? What else? Let's see what else you will say yes to. Right. I'm gonna keep on doing things until you say no, and then I'm saying, ah. So that that thing right there is what bought you. Right. And all this other stuff you could be, but that one thing also, oh, that's what I gotta work out of you. Right? So, I mean, we started doing the prayer and waking up, we praying. And even like, I think it was like last week, we probably was like 10, 10, 15 minutes late. I'm like, oh, snap, popped up. I'm like, hey, bro, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm here. Because I don't want to miss it, bro. The effect that it has on my life that day, it impacts my life. When I'm waking up, bro, I mean, sometimes we pray, it's just a prayer. But then sometimes the Holy Spirit come in and just take over, bro, and we both crying and we both snot coming. It don't matter. It's just God moves how he wants to move. And that's what is impactful. And I know that we are talking today and we're supposed to be talking about WTF and we kind of just transitioned into something totally different. But again, on this podcast, you're going to see real life, real feelings, real emotions, things that we're going through in our own personal life and how God has brought us out, how God is delivering us. And I will promise you on this podcast, this is not a 
uh, spiritual podcast. This is a podcast that is led by whatever God wants us to do. But we're going to talk about a ton of different subjects. The subjects that's probably going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You know, when you're talking about homosexuality, when you're talking about sex, when you're talking about uh, pornography, when you're talking about all these different things that attacks us mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. Do you think the enemy ever gets tired? He don't get tired. He don't get tired. His main objective is to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. That's his objective. So if that is his objective, his goal is to never stop until he gets you. And what I love about that is that's his job, right? The crazy thing is he's already defeated, though. So, yeah. like, no matter, he gets up every day. He goes about every day seeking to kill, destroy us. But ultimately, we are victorious. And all we got to do is be obedient. Be obedient. We just got to be obedient to the spirit that lives in us, what, it, what guides us, that motivates us, that keeps us, that aligns us with what our purpose is. If we're doing what we're supposed to do, we're going to win the battle every time, right? We're going to win it every time. But when we get out of our own, when we get in our own way, try to do things our own way, ah, I know that's, I'm going to do it this way. Now, we've just been given into what he wants to do, and now we lose the battle. But we're more than conquerors. More than conquerors. So, I guess for me, where my struggle lies, I mean, I know y'all kind of came in on the middle of a uh, still what there's still WTS. Um, but where my where my struggle lies start back when I was 13 years old. So when I was 13 years old, well, actually 12, my father developed lung cancer. Okay. So my father developed lung cancer. And all throughout this time, I'm raising the church. So I'm going to church, and obviously I'm not to the level of an adult, but I do know about God. I do know about praying. I'm on the earth board. I'm singing in the choir. I do pray because, you know, that's what you hear. And, you know, so I am doing those type of things. So when he developed his lung cancer, I'm definitely praying now. So I'm praying. I'm praying. I turned 13. I turned 13 in June. June the 20th is my birthday, so I turned 13. My dad had at this point had cancer for a year, but the doctors didn't didn't expect him to make his six month appointment. Mm -hmm. So whenever he showed up, it was like they didn't even know what to do because they didn't expect him to make it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so by me praying and praying, August the third, um, nineteen ninety seven, my dad passed away. So me as a as a child. And going to church and hearing about the good things about God and hearing all of this is just like it's like, okay, God, I came, I came, I've been doing. So then now that struck my my faith, not necessarily kill my belief because I always believe that there's a higher power, but my faith now is like, it's almost non-existent because now it's like, well, I felt like. I was coming to you. You knew what was going on. But me as a child, I didn't know what was going on. And I prayed and I prayed. 
And the only thing that I seen as a child is my dad getting sicker and sicker. And then, boom, my mom get the phone call from the nurse at home, which was ironic because my dad had called earlier that morning. Crazy thing about it, he asked was we going to church. So my mom told him, yeah, we're going to go to church. And he said, great, I'll see y'all after service. And she said he sounded the strongest he ever sounded before, you know, since he since he had been sick. So, you know, fast forward 20 minutes later, nursing home call. Boom, your dad, you know, my, my mom answered the phone. Now she's frantic because they didn't tell her he didn't take a turn for the worse. But then now she get down there. She didn't take us, of course. By the time she got down there, he started us. So me as a 13-year-old boy praying, being in the church, and thinking that I'm doing right, and then that happens like, so where you at? You know what I mean? So where where you you said that this is what we're supposed to do. And then so I feel like I've you know, again, as a child, I feel like I'm holding up on my end of the bargain and my dad gone. So now it's like, what well, what what am I praying to you for? What what what's the purpose? Not that you're not there. I know you're there, but why why am I there? You know, and now you got a whole bunch of questions and this, that, and the third. So my faith was already shaken. And then obviously now y'all know recently. My mom passed out of the blue, just out of the blue, my mom passed away. So it's not so much of me not believing or wanting to believe or or not even having faith. It's just hard for me to believe things that I can't see simply because of what has happened in the past and now what's happened recently. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, being around you guys and hearing y'all and, you know, and then like actually being able to see like what's happening to you guys, like I guess that's the vision. You know what I mean? So it will help me, you know, bring bring me up to speed to where I need to be. But there was a cause before the effect. You see what I'm saying? So the reason why my faith dwindled was because I felt as though I was let down by by God. Mm -hmm. So hard to build that back up, especially coming from a child and then Boom. Okay, you feel like you get to a point in this and then boom, get over here. Like you say, it's always gonna be a test. Okay, well, I see he getting, you know, he getting back together, or whatever. Boom, we're gonna hit him with this one. Boom, mama gone. So now no mama, no daddy. Now where's your faith? You know what I mean? So now it's another test of my faith. So that's where I'm coming from when I say I still struggle with faith. Um obviously I'm not perfect. I'm I'm never gonna be perfect, but I, I struggle, and I and I'm a man, and I admit it. I struggle with the faith aspect because now I feel like I need to visually see something, and now you know since God brought us together, I can visually see you know the, the works that's happening to you guys' life that I can say, well, okay, God, I see working, but you know as a kid and this and that, I didn't I didn't see all that, and nor did I care at that point. You know, it's like well. You know, you didn't do it for me, so you know, whatever. You know, so you know what's Plus, amazing about what you're saying? What's amazing about what you're saying, Harry, is God got something so powerful for you to do. I mean, clearly, we understand that the Lord 
will only chasten the ones he loves. And and even more than that, Kyrie, um, the things that you have been through, and you still, you didn't say you don't have faith. You said your faith was struck. Mm -hmm. So out of all that you've been through, you still have faith. But I will tell you this, uh, and, and the, the pastor said this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he talked about how we have our spirit, our flesh, and our soul. Those are the three things that we have in our body. And a lot of times when you look at our body, especially if you're working out, and people, you got somebody that's muscular and they're strong. And they look amazing, but spiritually they're dead. Your spirit was attacked when you was 13. Your spirit never recovered. You, how old are you is now? 38. 38 years old. You could possibly be 38 years old with a 13-year-old spirit. Do you understand the impacts of that? Because you've been carrying this burden of why God, first of all, why would you allow this to happen to me? I'm 13. I need my dad just like this person needs their dad. I need my mom like this person needs them. And you, you carried it. But I just want you to understand. As well as you know, a lot of things about me. I know a lot of things about you. I seen you when we first met. It's probably like what nine years ago, ten years ago. We first met nine years ago, Kyrie. You was in, uh, uh, I think he was living in Marietta. Mm -hmm. And when I look at what God has done for me, for you, from then to now, He's faithful. What He's done for you, what He's done for your family. He's faithful. And I know that this next level and this next journey of what he has for you is so special that he's preparing you now. He's preparing. You ain't just a, oh, man, I'm, I'm on this podcast. Or, oh, man, I'm connected with these people. The one thing that God told me is he says, everybody that's connected to you will be blessed and I thought about that right and I said everybody is connected then I thought about the song right and God does he does that everybody that's connected to Deshaun will be blessed everybody is connected with you because you're going to reach people that we can't reach right you have a whole other set of people that God's going to say Kyrie Go get him. Deshaun, go get him. Courtney, go get him. And that is the unique part. You got, you, your faith was hit. God's going to build your faith, bro. Yeah, listen, uh, just for one, thank you for sharing that. Obviously, I knew about your mom, didn't know about your dad. And, um, you know, it just helps me to know how to lift you up. What I can tell you, though, like Courtney said, there's so much in store for you, bro. And I'm a big believer that 
those who do have certain faith levels was challenged, you'll see even greater. You'll see even greater. The scripture came to me. It's Isaiah verse 30. And I'll, it's verses 19 to 20. Uh, but I'll read it. It says, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will not be hidden from you no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And to me, there are gonna be afflictions that we all go through, right? Some unfair, some you know, just things that we go through, but the anointing that God has for you, brother, God has such an anointing for you. Only certain things you've had to go through for whatever purpose, but there's so many things. You got four boys. You get to be a father, you get to be a father to four boys as someone who lost their father at 13. But you get to be a father that those boys are gonna love and share so many memories with. Because what was missing that you might not have in your life, they'll be able to say they had. Boys ranging from what ages? Five months to 18. Five months to 18. You got so long to spend with those boys. God's doing the work of you, bro. He's doing the work of you, bro. And I'm I'm grateful because now we get to see the see it come to fruition. Right? I know your faith is being strengthened by what we see. My faith is being strengthened by what I'm seeing in you. Not what will come of you, but what I'm seeing. So, man, I love it, man. I'm I love it because it helps my faith to grow. It's going to help Courtney's faith to grow. It's going to help your faith to grow. But the more that we do, the more platforms we get to share and help others, these are real conversations. WTF, right? WTF. Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? We're right here. We're right here. Whether our fathers weren't there because of something that we couldn't control, sometimes our fathers aren't there because of things that they control that they shouldn't have. Right. Whether that's imprisonment, whether that's just absentees, whether it's drug use. But one thing that we do know, we still got the responsibility of being fathers. And there's only one father that can show us how to be the best father. That's the heavenly father. I think about it all the time. When I discipline my kids sometimes, and I'm like, God don't handle me like that. He don't yell at me. He don't scream at me. He don't make me feel like I'm not adequate at something. I can never do that to him because that's not how he handles me. I want my children to appreciate the relationship that I have with the father the same way I want them to have that with me because that's what we are a representation of. Even though our goal is for them to have a relationship with the father, ultimately, we'll be their first representation of what that relationship is. And as they get older, they'll have that relationship themselves and they'll reflect back on the relationship with their father. The Bible says, you know, children be respectful to your mom and dad, your days will go along. So ultimately, it's for their benefit to be respectful to you. But it also says, Father, don't drive your children to anger. Yep. So 
we got to give them something to be respectful of. And what's that example? That example is the Heavenly Father relationship he gives to us. So that's what I'm excited about, bro. I'm excited about knowing where you are on your walk, where you're going in your walk, what he's going to do on us. Because again, if you don't know our purpose is, who are we? You're learning who we are. I'm going to share, I appreciate Kyrie shared about who he is. Courtney's going to share about who he is. And I'm going to share about mine. But what you're learning is not just about who we are and what got us there, but it's where we go. What's our purpose? What's our purpose? What's our purpose? How are we getting there? So WTF is where the fathers, we're right here. We're right here. You can come get connected to us. Come walk out the faith with us. And we're just going to go through some final thoughts. But uh, just what are some of your final thoughts? Any other things you want to speak about? And let me just let me just say one more thing. Um, Kyrie, when I think about what you said, I always try to bring examples to assure you that God got you. I remember, was it? Well, your youngest son is five months, right? And then Kason is old, four, four, four years old. Four years old. Yeah. I was going to say five years, but I remember. Your youngest son is his God. So my God, you know, my God, right? you keep asking about it, but that's his God. I remember the worry you had four years ago when you was having your son and your wife had had complications and you were nervous about having more complications so much that you wouldn't even speak and tell people that your wife was pregnant because you expected if there was a miscarriage, you didn't want the embarrassment for not only you, but her not being able to hold a child mm -hmm. in her womb. God brought you through that. And not only he brought you through that, he seated your son mm -hmm. and gave you a son and said, it doesn't matter what your wife had been through. I protected that's why he's here. I remember asking, are you going to have another kid? And you couldn't even tell me yes to that. And again, your wife was pregnant and you chose not to speak of it again because of the fear of a miscarriage. And God came again and said, I protected this seed. God's given you four men to oversee their lives. I remember when you didn't have your oldest son and the battles that you went through. And God says, I'm going to place him with you and everything else will be taken, taken care of. He's shown up over and over again, even though you have experienced loss, he's also allowed you to experience life. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that should encourage your faith that although 
it was my father's time and although it was my mother's time, his calling for you and responsibility that he has put upon you is to raise up four generations in your family that will forever take your legacy on and on because it's different when you have a daughter. A daughter doesn't take the legacy on and on because a daughter gets married and she takes on her husband's last name. Your sons take on the legacy of your name forever. It can never be changed. They are legacy driven individuals. And God gave you four. You have four legacies that's going to terrorize the gates of hell, that's going to terrorize this earth with what you have instilled in them with following the Lord. I just want, that's, that's, that's all I want to leave you with. Powerful. Kyrie? Uh, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate all the encouraging words. So, of course, I am uh, on this journey. Uh, I definitely look forward to getting to where I need to be. I know it's not going to be tomorrow or the next day or maybe even the next year. But as long as I do continue to do my best to keep the faith, I know I'll get to where I need to be. And uh, surrounding myself with uh, the right people, um, because sometimes that can affect you as well. Or making sure I stay grounded, stay surrounded, bars. Uh, by uh, <laughs> you think he's a young Jay Z? Okay. <laughs> uh, by the right people, and these two guys, man, they, I, no, no two better people I'd rather share it with. Man. Yeah. Again, so as a man thinks. So again, this podcast is something that's meant for you guys, meant for you ladies, for everybody. You got. And understanding of what men go through, some of the things that men think of, you'll see it. Uh, we're made up of what we're made up of. Bars. <laughs> but we're made up of what we're made of. But the great thing is that we aren't a finished product. We're all getting to another level. And we're growing together to get to that level. Again, I'm Deshaun Brown, Vice President of As A Man Thinks. Courtney Venice, President, As A Man Thinks. Kyrie, treasure as a man thinks. Also, father of three children. I mean, I got, I had to think sometimes. I mean, I think I got five, but I got to think sometimes. So, yeah, five. I got five. And as it was said multiple times, I got four boys. Yeah. So, what you'll see is, and sometimes I'm courting myself. <laughs> <laughs> but WTF is where the fathers are. We're right here. And obviously, come be a part of us. You can connect with us through our, our website. You can connect with us through our QR code. We're going to ask our producer again just to make sure we got the right website there. So that website, just to be on the same page, because I didn't give it to you all last time, but it is asamanthinks.org. So we got asamanthinks.org. But you can also get connected to us on our group meet. Just check the, uh, check the page. You'll actually see our QR codes in there. But come get connected to us. Come be a part of us. We love y'all. But also, as Courtney said earlier, we want to love y'all in life. All right? Peace out.
as a man thinks, to learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be a legacy-driven, as a man thinks.